Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a Just the Facts, Ma'am edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. As we continue our spring tour today, we're going to talk about the defensive line. And I'm going to tell you, perhaps one of the more critical positions for Alabama to sort this spring is the defensive line. And there's quite a bit to sort across the defensive line. It's not just the players, it's other topics too. You know, who, what, when, where style, right? There's a lot of topics to be addressed across the defensive front. You know, who's going to play is certainly an important question, and and we're running through all the positions to have that conversation, most of the positions, all of them, I don't know, a lot of them, because that's a critical point of interest. But across the defensive front, there's a lot of other questions. How are they going to play? And what alignments or configurations will they play in? A lot more questions across the defensive front than you might anticipate. So let's run them through. What's the configuration? What's the alignment? How many defensive linemen are going to play? Well, let's think about this. Alabama runs a 3-4. Nick Saban's defense is a 3-4. The front, the front is a 3-4. Defensive lineman, three. Linebackers, four. It's your front seven. However, Alabama plays five defensive backs in its base. And so you can't do a 3-4-5 because you get a lot of flags for 12 men on the field when you do it that way. So you've got, if you're adding a fifth DB, it's got to come from somewhere. It's got to come from either the defensive line position or the the linebacker position. Traditionally, historically, Alabama pulls from their linebackers when they need to go to nickel. Uh, Remember Nico Johnson? He was a starter at the middle linebacker. He almost never played because while being a starter in base or regular, as Saban would say, we never played that. We really based out of a nickel five defensive backs. And so Nico would leave the field. So we'd have room for another player, 11, right? And we would swap in the safety, uh, the star at that position. And so we'd go from a 3-4-4 to a 3-3-5. Three down linemen, three linebackers now instead of four, and five DBs now instead of four. And so that was sort of the rotation. Last year, Never seen this before. Alabama would pull from the defensive line way more than Alabama would pull from the linebackers. And so what you ended up seeing is a lot of two, four, five. And so two defensive linemen, 
four linebackers and five DBs. And there were on occasions when Alabama would go to a dime with six defensive backs, they would pull another defensive lineman. We're talking about a one, four, six alignment. Now, it never presented itself that way. That would be comically hilarious to see a one, four, five, one, four, six on your TV screen, one defensive lineman lined up though. But what Alabama did is the two outside linebackers would walk up and put a hand on the ground. And so it looked like there were three down linemen because, you know, technically, I guess visually there was, but two of those down linemen were outside linebackers walked up looking like defensive ends, but they were roster wise. They were, uh, they were outside linebackers. And so when Alabama would play, a 2-4-5, two of the linebackers walked up, what well, looked like a 4-2, but it was really a 2-4 because, again, we're talking not where they're lined up necessarily is, is what sort of uh, unit are they representing. And so almost never did Alabama not have four linebackers on the field. That happens. We can go back. There's hundreds of snaps to look at. But the, the thesis of the season was four linebackers on the field. And um, even if that meant only two defensive linemen, even situationally when it went one defensive lineman, that's got to change. That You can't persist that. Uh, you're, you're doubling down on a weakness that the dime has. You always say you can run against a dime because they've got smaller – it's a smaller unit. It's a smaller defensive unit. You can run against a dime. We can especially run against the dime when that dime is comprised of only one defensive lineman. You've got to shed linebackers – and you need the speed and athleticism in the back. You need the sideline to sideline linebacker. And you need some big bodies up front in case the team runs. And uh, when you do a one four six, sort of you're shooting yourself in the foot there. And uh, Alabama struggled, uh, struggled with that at times. So that's the first question I think uh, the defensive unit needs to sort out. How are we going to configure ourselves? And situationally, when we're rotating, where are we pulling players from? Uh, so that we have the right balance of capability on the field at any given time, not knowing what the offense is going to run at any given time. All right, so that's that's the one thing we need to sort. Second thing we need to sort is, I'm going to call it player development. Uh, Freddie Roach is Alabama's defensive line coach and is under some level of fire uh, across fans. Now, I'm absolutely rooting for Freddie Roach. I don't know him personally, but I do think he's a good guy. Uh, saw him with his family and and just near a conversation he had on the sidelines at Austin P and uh, just struck me as a good dude and uh, so certainly rooting for him he's one of our own he played at Alabama he had good success as a defensive line coach at Ole Miss and so what are we seeing at Alabama well you know we know how we are as Alabama fans we want all of our players to be all Americas and, and we especially like when our defensive line is good and the, the last couple of years defensive line has been you know underwhelming and is that players is that recruiting uh, is that development uh, from the coaches there's probably enough to to spackle around across all topics and so when we're specifically talking about the individual things that we need to sort and we're not just distributing but individual things we need to sort. We need to sort the alignment. And so how we're going to configure our fronts, uh, depending upon uh, what the circumstance is and what we're wanting to do on the back end, we need to, we need Freddie Roach to have what the type of year that we want Freddie Roach to have, which means the defensive line would really pop 
uh, this year. And so um, I think that becomes so in as much as, you know, 2023 is a referendum uh, on Freddie Roach. I think it's a referendum on some of the players. And so now we get to sort of the brass tacks, like who are the players uh, that we're even talking about and uh, what's the competition and what are some things that we should look for uh, throughout the spring? So I'm glad you asked. So who's going to play the position? Look, Jaheim Otis is like a once in a generation player. He's coming to Alabama and lost a hundred pounds and is super excited, puts in the work, played great last year as a true freshman. He actually played better as the season went on, as he got, you know, continued to drop bad weight and, and build up, you know, strength and good weight and experience. Uh, he's down about 100 pounds, nearly enough, and, you know, he's still going to play between 320 and 330. So the dude is still a hoss, uh, but he's lost so much, you know, bad weight. And he can. He even talks uh, in an interview uh, with just a grin on his face that um, he feels better. Uh, just day to day, he feels better. But on the field, he he feels better. It feels like he plays a lot better. And we know that that all has to be true, uh, having dropped uh, that much weight. Uh, Jaheim Otis is going to be a starter, and then it's and then and it's how do we pencil in starters around him? So if we're going to play three, then we're looking for two other guys to to start with uh, Jaheim. Now. Not necessarily in any kind of order, maybe experientially down. Justin Oboibe is coming back. And I'll tell you, he starts if he's healthy. And uh, But the trick there is he had a significant uh, neck injury in the fall and missed the whole rest of the season. Uh, was questionable whether or not maybe he could even come back to play. It was questionable whether or not he was going to come back to Alabama uh, to play. He has. And guess what? He's going to be a little bit questionable as to the level of contribution that he gives during the spring. Uh, we know what a Boyby can do when he's doing a Boyby things, and we want that. We want some of that uh, on, across the defensive front. Uh, but he doesn't have to prove it in the spring. He needs to get healthy. And so if he plays uh, a little bit in the spring, sort of practices a little bit, is held out of scrimmages, maybe held out of, of a day, that's probably good for him. And I think it's good for the competition around him. A healthy Aboibe, uh starts or if he's on any sort of pitch count, then maybe he becomes uh, like a middle reliever or like a reliever uh, in baseball parlance. And so if he's going to be on a pitch count, maybe he's not a starter. Maybe he's a reliever so that he can play in more games over the course of the season. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, of course, we're rooting for his health. Um, my guess is he starts. He's in a short. He's a quick cook from a rotation standpoint. Uh, keep his snap count down. Uh, but that'll be interesting to see. That's months away, uh, projecting into the fall. Uh, and again, I don't think he receives a lot of action during the spring. And so it's more opportunity for everyone else. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, so let's talk through some of these, uh, you know, everyone else players. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk maybe three starters uh, plus an boy beat because he's going to be in a rotation. So maybe we're looking for four. Uh, and then you always like to have some depth around that. Jaheim Otis is there. If we're talking about it, boy, be then then maybe we're looking for two more guys. And uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you, um, we'll run through these guys. 
Um, I had a guy challenge me once. This is a good buddy of mine. He's probably going to listen to this. And uh, uh, years ago, uh, we were talking about, and we were probably talking about defense alignment. And, you know, he sort of challenged me. And he said, do you think these guys are good because they really are good? Or do you think they're good just because you know their names? And, like, you know, they're Alabama guys, and so you have some hope in there. So you know who they are. They play for your team, so you think they're going to be good. Are you saying this about some of these players because they really, really are good? Well, I used to be more of that sort of, um, glass, uh, you know, glass half full or rose-colored glasses or crimson-colored glasses. I still have that, uh, but not near like I used to. And so I think about that quite often when I'm evaluating players and, and thinking about players and like, oh, this guy's going to be really good. It's like, do I really think that? Or am I just, in, you know, sort of got too much Alabama in me? It still happens, but not not like it did when I was a lot younger. Uh, and so I think about some of these players, and there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm excited about every one of these players. And 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 I also look at it and say, I've got question marks for every one of these players. And there's a younger version of me that wouldn't have said it quite that way. So let's let's sort of run through them in that way. Uh, Tim Smith, somehow he runs on a time planet sort of sphere that's different from all the rest of us. I mean, he must. Uh, he's already a senior, so I don't know how that happens. Uh, he popped as a freshman, and we thought this guy is going to be the next defensive lineman uh, of note. And now all of a sudden he's a senior, and that hasn't really happened. Now, he's made some plays. He's contributed, uh, but he hasn't really become the guy that we thought he was going to be. Uh, if he can become this next season half the guy, three-quarters of the guy that we that I thought he was going to be, then that's going to be exciting uh, for Alabama. Uh, Jamil Burroughs, I would put in a similar boat. Uh, I think he popped uh, as a freshman. He's a redshirt junior now already, and he made some he made some nice plays last year in, in 22. But it's not a, he's not a consistent every down contributing player down after down after down. If Tim Smith and Jamil Burroughs sort of live into uh, maybe what we expected from them or hoped from them a couple years ago, then that's exciting for the defensive front. Uh, John Moran uh, Lathan, he popped as a freshman, ironically, during A-Day, uh, had a couple of three sacks, whatever it is, and then has been a deep rotation guy since then. He's stepped up and played uh, here and there, but you know hasn't been what we kind of hoped or thought he could do. And so he's a guy that's like, I don't want to call these guys stagnant players because, you know, at the same time, their career has 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 not developed, and I think that's where Freddie Roach gets some of the some of the rap. Are these players are they not that good, or is the coaching that they're getting not that good? And so I think this year is going to be a litmus test, you know, perhaps on on both of those. Uh, but those are guys that have an opportunity. Uh, Smith, Burroughs, and Latham have an opportunity to really step up and step into starting opportunities this year. Uh, some youngsters on the lineup: uh, redshirt sophomores. Damon Payne, uh, Monkel Goodwine, and Tim Keenan, they really have an opportunity to burst uh, as well. I could I'd almost put a blanket over these guys. I would almost not even a pecking order. I think the order that they're in is is based on longevity on campus, not my prediction of their talent level. And so uh, even redshirt freshman, you know, Curtis Perry, put put a blanket over over those guys, and we'll take the first three that pop out to be uh, in in the rotation. Uh, in rotations with Otis and, and Oboibe. Again, I think we said this for another position, but everyone in the pool, uh, which means, you know, let's look at some of the true freshmen as well. I think James Smith is going to burst. Uh, I think his first step is is next to dynamic, and 
if these guys are going to be still sort of in a malaise, not breaking out, then James Smith could, could show up on campus and say, hey, then I want to play. And uh, he, I think, has an opportunity to get into the rotation. Hunter Osborne and Edric uh, Hill, uh, I might predict that they don't burst in the same way, but they're both uh, both talented four stars that have an opportunity to compete and get into, get into the rotation. I do think if it's a Tim Smith, a Burroughs, you know, a Keenan, someone's going to pop and, and, and really – uh, assert themselves. Uh, I think James Smith has has an opportunity as well. I would be hard-pressed to tell you who the top four are, but coming out of A-Day, I think we might have a sense for it. We might have a sense for it coming out of A-Day in a way that we don't now. And again, I'm going to give you the same old line. These guys put a blanket over them. To me, they're kind of all the same. That means good in more of a bad way than a good way for other positions, but we've effectively got eight guys that are going to start for uh, six to eight guys, they're going to start in a day that almost any of them could be potential starters uh, come the fall. Uh, I say that about some positions in, in exciting <laughs> with a level of excitement. I might say that a deal with a little bit of trepidation, uh, but it's going to be uh, critical, uh, important, fun to watch uh, during uh, spring drills. All right. Hopefully uh, you like the content. Leave us a review. We love those. Uh, I need to get back to reading some of those on the air. Uh, so drop us a content, uh, drop us a review if you love the spring stuff and even just the format. Like I could do a two and a half hour show and cover all these topics, but do you like the little vignettes? Let us know uh, what uh, what you think uh, about that. And again, we appreciate you certainly listening uh, here to the end. A-Day, I've mentioned A-Day before. If you're going and want to hook up, let's do it. Uh, drop me an email. We'll figure that out. If you have questions or topics, drop us an email. We'll figure that out. Uh, we love the engagement. We love the engagement. And so if you're thinking about it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah do it. Just do it. Just do it. And uh, we'll greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll have all sorts of fun uh, email banter and such. Uh, and if you're in Tuscaloosa, hey, we'll, uh, we'll toast a drink or uh, bump a fist or whatever it is. So with that, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a roll tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.